and welcome back to this week's episode of Lit AF with me, your host, Sarah Cohan. I am excited as always to be back here with you this week for another great episode. Today's guest is Abby Miller. She is a yoga teacher turned productivity coach, and I'm just so excited to share this conversation with you. She is amazing, (laughs) and we get into the word productivity and the shadow and the light sides of productivity. And I kind of kicked it off with a hard one. Sorry, Abby, but you did great. Um, Question about framing productivity and kind of like basically how we are all living in this transactional worth society where like the busier we are, the better we feel about ourselves and separating ourselves from that and actually deciding like what is important to work on and being more productive in those areas so that we can do less. So like I think the overall goal here is to do less, which is one of my forever mantras, just do less in life, in relationships, in my job, as a dog mom, as a daughter, (laughs) as a friend. Love you all, but also like mama needs to do less. We all need to do less. Like let's stop trying so hard. And Abby just was there for the ride, and she explained so many things. We talked about integrating our cycles into our work calendar as well as our work environment. So even if you're not your own, but you if, even if you're not a business owner or a wellpreneur, as she says, love that word, you can adopt a lot of these strategies to use in your own corporate office or whatever system structure you're working in. Definitely, there are some takeaways from today's conversation. So yeah, talk about cycle syncing. We talk about moon cycles. We talk about masculine and feminine in the workplace and like a legit, sometimes I struggle to understand masculine and feminine and this conversation really helped me understand masculine and feminine in general and then also talk about what, how they show up in the workplace and the different seasons that they can show up in the workplace. Then we talk about intuition, again, for owning your own business, but then also for being an employee at a, at, at a different company. And then, yeah, she shares what her clients have accomplished. So I'm just so glad she's here. And I can't wait to share this episode with you. But first, as always, I have my weekly check-in with you. And I kind of want to continue the conversation about periods. I know that I started like just a few weeks ago, my intro was on periods. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep that conversation going because I loved how many times the word bleed and periods came up in this episode. So let's just add a couple more. Why not? (laughs) And I'm actually recording the day before my period is about to start. And the reason that I'm sharing that is this is technically the luteal phase. I am like so critical, so self-critical today. Like I attended a morning sound bath and that kind of shook things up. And afterwards, I was just really irritated. I use that word. (laughs) And this is one of those weekdays where my husband is home with me because he has a funky work schedule. So he's usually home on Mondays and I'm working and it's just like our energies are off. That can make it difficult for me to focus on my work. And I take my work very seriously. I probably have (laughs) a lot more masculine drive, especially in the workplace. 
because I am a startup. I'm just, this podcast has only existed for officially one year now. So I'm definitely in the masculine phase of the business. It's a lot of doing. It is a lot of fire. It is a lot of throwing things into the fire and seeing what burns and what sustains. And it's a lot of work. And as someone that owns our own company, this is that, you know, if I'm not doing something, something's not getting done. So honoring that through this conversation with Abby and just realizing that I'm in my luteal phase, but like probably the most critical part of the luteal phase, which is, you know, maybe PMSing and just being so gentle with myself for that. So it's funny because I was like brainstorming things to talk about in this intro and I thought of a bunch of stuff, which I'll share in a bit, but I was like, you know what? I feel like I'm judging every single thing that's coming up on this list. And then I meditated for five minutes and I was like, let's just see if something comes. And nothing came. And I was just like, <laughs> what's going on? And then I looked in my flow tracker app and I was like, oh, my period's supposed to come tomorrow. <laughs> and so all of a sudden I can like be really gentle with myself. Not that I shouldn't have been gentle earlier, but like I am now. And it's just so, it's just so funny to me how our own perception can radically change our entire experience in this world. And I talk a little bit about that with Abby in this interview, but I really do feel like our brain can get so clouded by whatever's going on internally, like um, being in my luteal phase, for an example, to the point where like, I think that things are happening differently, but actually they're probably just happening the same. It's just... It's just my perception that is a little bit a little bit shifted because of the hormones that are raging or not raging through my body. The hormones that are shifting through my body. Oh my God, it's wild. So, and this similar thing happened this weekend and I talked a little bit about um, this with Abby, but I had my first post-COVID speaking engagement down in Carmel, California. And I hosted a improv workshop for a startup here in San Francisco. It was so fun. Oh, my God. It was so funny because the participants, there was about 50 people. The participants, for many of them, it was their first large event post-quarantine, which I just thought was wild because there's so many of them. And then second of all, a lot of them just said that, like, it's hard to be human. Like it's hard to relate. They don't like remember how to socialize. So I was really happy to bring them some fun improv games to really ease into socializing, kind of gamifying it so that it's like you've got like structure a little bit instead of just like a free-for-all conversation where you're like, how do I do this again? (laughs) It's so awkward. At one point in this like post quarantine like outcome coming out, debutante, whatever you want to call it, I feel like I literally forgot how to make jokes. Like I realized I was just repeating the same thing that the person was just saying to me. Because <laughs> that's where my brain is at. That is just where it's at. Anyway, after this speaking engagement, which was like so fun, so awesome, I just had the best time. They were a wonderful group. I was really critical of myself afterwards and I was nitpicking everything that I did in the workshop and structure and timing and it just felt so relieving to honor the fact that I am in a in a critical phase of my cycle and that while I don't have any control of when the date happens, I can honor that within myself and, and that really helps to ease and let some of that pressure go. 
So that was really nice. So that's my check-in for today. Yay, periods. Let's just cheers our diva cups in the astral plane right now (laughs) from my diva cup to your menstrual cup or whatever you use, whatever method you're using or um, whatever method you have moved on from. And I respect that and honor you and I still cheers you. (laughs) So that's it for my check-in. And for my announcements, I just want to let everyone know that we've got some sweet merchandise up in the Lit AF podcast shop. I just ordered a bunch and it is so fun. You can order a sweatshirt that says meditate, journal, fuck shit up, repeat. This is like maybe my favorite mantra ever because you know what? We can do all the grounding and all the meditating and all the journaling that we want, but unless we're going out in the world and actually like trying and doing and actually, you know, like living our alignment or our integration, we're never going to know <laughs> if we're actually integrating anything. And then we're just going to keep repeating it, repeating it, repeating it, repeating it forever. So we've got mugs, we've got tote bags, we've got water bottles and cell phone cases. And I designed them all with so much love. And they're really, really, really fun. If you're interested in supporting your fave personal growth podcast, you can visit shop, S-H-O-P, dot sarahcohan.com. That's S-H-O-P dot S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N dot com. It's very exciting. And of course, you're going to have to gram what you get because I want to see it in use. <laughs> I want to see it on you, in you, around you, whatever it is, whatever you're doing with it. <laughs> it's super, super fun. And you get to support me. So I love that. So thank you. All right, without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Well, welcome to the show, Abby Miller. I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks for being here. So delighted. Yay. Yay. We're going to have some good conversations today, but first, before we get into it, I just want to read Abby Miller's bio so we can get a feel for who she is. Abby Miller is an Austin-based yoga teacher turned productivity preacher who's here to help you run your biz on purpose. After over a decade as a wellpreneur, love that word, running her holistic nutrition and yoga brand, Abby went on to found Biz Babes Unite, a community offering impactful ceremonies and mastermind circles so women with an X can approach work from a sacred place, dodge burnout, and get the good shit done. As a holistic biz strategist, mentor, and speaker, her career has led her all over the globe from Greece to Morocco to Norway, sparking the minds and elevating the work of woke creatives from Cameron Diaz to Shape Magazine to Create and Cultivate. She believes your wellness habits propel your biz mojo and learning how to self-boss is a big part of actually feeling like a biz queen instead of just playing one on Instagram. Oh my God, I'm just like so excited to get in the conversation today. It's so amazing. (laughs) It's going to be dope. So I just want to kick it off. Yeah. So I just wanted to kick it off. Like, let's talk about productivity. And the reason I want to dive or like tackle this question first is I feel like now this conversation is going on in the wellness space of like literally doing less. Like I'm obsessed with the nap ministry and Trisha Hersey. And she's always saying like, just take a break. Just sit down. Like take a nap and like watch what happens when you do less. And so I feel like this word productivity, I've like personally, as a wellpreneur, have been like trying to get away from. And then I feel like 
my life's work now is to untangle myself from transactional self-worth, which literally means like if I do something, people will like me. Or if I do a task, then I'll feel better about myself at the end of the day. So I just first want to talk about this word productivity in this kind of like like moment in time that we're in and like what does it mean to you and how can we do less while being more productive? <laughs> oh my God. 100%. Yes. Amen. When I first came up with that, I was meditating, totally sober, but I was like, oh, yoga teacher turned productivity preacher. That's kind of funny. So cute. Because a lot of the work that I was doing was helping babes get shit done. And it's interesting, the evolution of my work in this industry and like initially like really embracing the word productivity and being like, yes. And then now similar to you really kind of seeing the shadow side of productivity and I'm a new mama, so my schedule has evolved. My relationship to productivity has evolved. And it's been fascinating how true productivity is about doing less. You know what I mean? Yes. And so I think really, really seeing that for ourselves. And, you know, I really believe that when we align our business with our values, and this could be also your life with your values, right? If you're not a business owner. But, you know, in my work, when we align our biz with our values, and listen to our bodies, like the messages our body is giving us, we can really go big. And going big looks different for different people, right? There are some people with really, really big ambition. And there are peeps who, you know, it's like, there's like kind of the masculine, like I have these giant ambitions. And there are some people that are like, I'm in a place of enoughness and this is great. And I would love to like continue to be in it. I think it's letting my clients define what go big means. For me, it used to mean something different. I'm a new mom. I work a three hour work day. That's what I have. Four hours. If it's like, if my husband's off work, you know, we're in a situation where coming out of a pandemic, we choose not to have a nanny first out of safety. And also just, we're like, you know, we want to be with our kid as much as we can. And so it's like, yeah, I could quote unquote go big er if I had a nanny and worked a 10 hour workday, I'm not going to do that right now. So I totally hear you. And I think that we have to be agile. I think that again, I hear you like the shadow side of productivity. And I, I still kind of use that word because I think people understand it in the context of business. However, I think if we do not question what our striving is for, if we do not come at our goal setting from a place of alignment with our values, our default is going to be to replicate what we see in society at large, which is going to be, I work eight to six slash eight to seven, seven days a week and more, 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 bigger, better, faster. And that's exhausting. Like I am definitely not here to preach that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> no, thank you. So yeah, one of my greatest joys is, when I and clients get to a place of enoughness by doing less. It's all about that. I love that. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and I, I love looking at it as the shadow side of the word productivity because I do think that there are there is a light side of productivity. And that truly is by like listening to your body and doing less to get where you want to go. I love that so much. Totally. And I think that, you know, the work of like finding the harmony and integrating the masculine and feminine energies, regardless of your gender identity, is so powerful. And if productivity is our only goal, if our goal is only ever to be proactive versus reactive, it's funny because in some ways, a lot of what I teach is being proactive and we'll get into it. But, you know, the planning and goal setting and visioning and all this fun, juicy stuff is about creating your vision before 
it's time to go. Right. But then, you know, the feminine reactivity, which if that's intensified, it can feel like, oh my God, all I'm doing is putting out fires. This is exhausting. Like my to-do list is my boss. That's a very different place than like being responsive. You know what I mean? And so I'm getting a little bit existential here, but I, I, I guess I just agree. Like, yes, there's a shadow side. And I think, you know, some of us are like our default is hustle mode and we need to bring in the feminine softness and the response versus the pro like I said, proactive, reactive, and then responsive. And then some of us are like in the very, very hyper feminine where all we're doing is following the muse and we like don't really have a schedule or a ritual or routine around work and productivity and actually bringing in that masculine energy is what's healing and helpful. I love that I get to work one-on-one with people and it's so personal because it's not just like everybody do this and we'll all be happy in the world. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, we're all so different. So <laughs> yes, so yes there's definitely a shadow side. Oh my God. I love that. Okay. So let's jump into the masculine and feminine of work. I love this so much. Talk to us about what that actually means. You just did a little bit. Give us some more. And then I'm also curious, like, have you noticed people or wellpreneurs in different stages, like pulling in more like masculine or more feminine traits? Ooh, that's cool, Sarah. I haven't actually like thought of that. And that is just really resonating with me. And maybe I'll answer that. And then I'll answer the Love it. first question. So my, what, what you were saying made me think like a startup can be very masculine, right? We're like hustling. We're trying to like birth the thing. If it's a physical space or a product, right? If you're opening a restaurant or launching a line of shoes, you need to like create the object in the physical space. And it's very clear if there is or isn't a shoe. Mm, (laughs) Like you're like, you either designed a (laughs) shoe and it is for sale or you have not, right? Like it's it's not a very nebulous offering. And you could say the same for an online business. You either do or don't have a website. You either do or don't have a button that can click to hire you, (laughs) Right. right? So I think startup world can be very black and white because they're just foundationally, there's so much to do. You know, it's like your business structure, your, is your, is your marketplace IRL, AKA a store? Is it online? Like what's your product service? All of this. There's so much to figure out, which I like love supporting people around because it's kind of like, honey, I shrunk the kid. You're just like weeding through these like (laughs) giant things. I don't know. There's giant ants. You're just like, I'm alone. Somebody help me. Um, so I, <laughs> it can be overwhelming. I've never equated it to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids before, that. but it just came to me. So good. So good. I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. You just described my last two years. Thank you. <laughs> right? It's like nobody wants to be there alone. Mm-hmm. You want help. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I do think that activation and that drive, and I, I know this is a swear word, but the word hustle, I think some of that is actually very useful. In startup, I think it is. Now, again, I think of that kind of like active versus passive, like, you know, just kind of like the general masculine and feminine terms that we use, like being versus doing and things like this. Like masculine can be the doing. Masculine can be the hustle versus the flow, right? Like, and the feminine can be the receptive. You know, another way I like to think of it is like, like masculine is almost like the scheduling, the goals, the to-do list, And then the feminine is like the flow, the muse, the spontaneity, the creativity, the response. So it's, it is more interpersonal um, where the masculine can be that put your head down, get shit done. Doesn't matter if there's 800 people who need me or don't like, I'm going to get this stuff done where the feminine energy is I've got all this stuff to do, but people need me. So I'm going to like check in with them. So again, all of these energies are so powerful 
And it's just noticing if we're like fully stuck in one that doesn't feel good. You know, I think a symptom kind of back to this word shadow side, a symptom of like being stuck in the masculine energy in our business is when our body's giving us signals of burnout, right? Like adrenal fatigue, we're exhausted, we can't sleep, we're relying on caffeine, you know, we feel detached from our body, we feel like a talking head, you know, there's so many ways like the hyper masculine, when we really check in, it can be just like that total exhaustion. And then the hyper feminine shadow side can be when we feel scattered or really anxious or like, it's similar and like you don't have time for yourself, but it's almost like because you're give, give, giving versus do, do, doing. There's some different subtleties to that. But um, did I even answer your question? I, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm loving everything <laughs> you're saying. <laughs> oh, oh, the, oh, you were saying the, the, the phases of, I was like, I started talking about Honey, I Shrunk the Kid and now <laughs> here we are. Um, but different stages of business. Mm-hmm. And I do think that we benefit from like, getting through the to-do list. Like, I don't think the creative muse is ever going to be like, Abby, today's the day you just feel like filing your escort. Like, (laughs) "Mm, just follow that creative spark. Who cares about your to-do list? Just file that escort. Like, no, that's never a seductive thing on my to-do list. Like, I never am like, ooh. You know, whereas like my clients, thinking of a couple clients who are painters, like their work is so muse driven. They get to show up and like create, you know, and then the masculine is like, cool. How do you sell that now? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like you Mm -hmm. made, you know what I mean? So (laughs) I do think that yes, different seasons of biz, different industries need different energies. And I also think like, you know, one of my favorite things to do, I do one-on-one coaching and I also facilitate a mastermind circle. And one of my favorite things to talk about is looking at your team. Like, who can you delegate to? Um, I call it your family tree. So it's like, who's your, who's in your biz family tree? And I think one of the greatest mistakes people can make is when they hire themselves, right? If you're like a a fun creative extrovert and you hire a fun creative extrovert, it's like, cool. Yeah, if your business is really big, you need another you. But at the beginning, you need a slow, introverted, you need someone who is the inverse of you to do all those things, right? So I think a place where just like, I mean, it's like no matter what system you're using, if it's masculine, feminine, or Enneagram, or human design, or like there's so many ways to know ourselves. But I think just like a place where our business can thrive and we can really dodge burnout is when we call in people that have different strengths than us, you know, or they occupy a space that we do not either easily occupy and or it's not our zone of fun or genius. So I I think about that a lot. Like if you are a painter and you make unbelievable paintings, do you need to become the most incredible sales exec? Maybe you hire someone for marketing and you keep making beautiful paintings. There we go. You know what I'm saying? Yes. (laughs) And like kind of your, your question about like different seasons of biz, different, different energies. I work with so many people and myself included who, you know, when you start a biz, you're like, hi, I wear 84 hats. Like, every single day. I'm like, boo, boo, boo. I'm the graphic designer. I'm like HR. I'm admin. I'm the technician. I'm the web developer. Like I'm everything. Right. And then it's like, when your biz grows, you're like, Ooh, I have a little money. I'm going to like hire a web developer. Ooh, I got some, I'm going to hire this. But like, it's that confusing thing where it's like, just because you can do it doesn't mean you should (laughs) or even need to. So that's not the question you asked. But I do think like, as far as the season of biz you're in, what do you want to spend your time doing? Which I is also that. not the question you asked, but I love that. Uh, but no, but I love it. I'm learning so much. This is so good. I feel like 
hearing you talk about startup, like the startup masculine, I feel like you just like completely <laughs> explained my last two years. So I feel like it's the balance between the two and recognizing that like maybe while I'm in a season of masculine, there will be a time for more feminine. And if I if I ignore that, then that will lead to burnout and same in the other direction. Like it'll lead to like not making any headway, which can be, I think, really paralyzing eventually. Yeah. 100%. For anyone listening that works in a corporate space, like as an employee, I'm curious, like, have you seen certain masculine, feminine traits that they can like start to play with in their lives? There's a great book that we will, we will tag. Hey there, this is future Sarah jumping in real quick to let you know that the book that Abby is talking about is Shakti Leadership. And the book is by Neelima Bhatt and Raj Sisodia. All right, back to the interview that talks a lot about that. My work is so, 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 so in the entrepreneurial world. That's definitely my kind of viewpoint. And that book had some really amazing examples of how as leaders of a more corporate setting, how we can like hold space for both of these energies. It was such a cool book. Um, I really like it. The guy that wrote it was the co-founder of Conscious Capitalism with the founder of Whole Foods. So it's kind of like in that world. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really, really cool read. You know, and I think because I work with so many self bosses, you know, one of the beautiful things of working for yourself is you get to like do whatever you want. <laughs> and I think that there are ways to know ourselves and self boss in a kind way, how we create our rituals and rhythms, aka our schedule, our goals, and things like that. And when we are in a setting where someone else is our boss, someone else is making our rituals and rhythms, and we have a little bit less control of that, sometimes a lot of control, depending on your job, you know, I think at the very least, it's like trusting our gut is just like everything. And, you know, advocating for yourself too is like a huge thing. And, you know, I think about it a lot in, in relation to like cycle syncing, which is a big part. So I have this method called the Monday magic method, which I shared with Sarah. It's amazing. I love it. It's huge. Well, I mean, do you want to, I would love to hear you explain it as someone who didn't create it. <laughs> oh my God. Introduce what oh it my is. God. I'm so excited. Okay. So I feel like Monday magic method is this really holistic, like Monday morning check-in to like check in with your body. So it's like includes cycle syncing method and includes moon syncing if you're into that. And then your to-do list And you're kind of just like checking in with like, how are the stars aligning? How is my body aligning? And then how is my biz aligning? And there's like quarterly goals that you can be checking in, but like really just being able to focus on what you have to do this week. And then my takeaway was like, okay, do your check-in and then time block the shit out of your week because I'm a time blocker. Talk about productivity. Like that's my jam. (laughs) And then you can like figure out like what your body is going to be able to support you to do this week. How did it go? How did I do? Good job. Thank you. I, you're hired. Oh my God. Thank you. <laughs> if I need a spokesperson, I'm going to be like, Sarah, hit me up. Yeah, that's totally, yes, that's so beautiful. I love getting that reflected. And the Money Magic Method, which y'all can download, we'll hit you up with the discount code and all the magic. It is a PDF. And spoiler alert, um, I just had a babe turn it into a Notion template. So for my Notion peeps out there, who want it to be more digital, we have that too. So you could, there's a couple things. You can print it and do paper. I've printed and laminated. So you can like redo, you know, same thing, or you can notion. So it's like all of the, all of the people can use it. And this was totally born out of 
my pain 100%. I think most decent things I've done in my life have been born out of my pain. <laughs> Thanks, man. Birthing a child <laughs> oh out of God. my pain. Out of your um, pain. <laughs> literally. Um, no, but, but, you know, as someone who definitely identifies as a creative, you know, my parents are engineers and artists, like just very creative people, grew up in a very creative world. I can very easily get into a place of overwhelm. And I'm a self boss. I've run my biz for 14 plus years, like all of this. So there's a way that this structure for me has created a lot of freedom. So anyway, I, the reason I even mentioned this was at the, I started noticing, and I'll just kind of touch on like the feminine energy. I started noticing that I expected myself to work like a man and replicate what I see in society, even as a self boss, right? And Alyssa Vitti, if anybody knows her, she does great work with Flow Living around Women Code and her new book, Flow Living, which talks a lot about this infradian rhythm and that. So she's the expert. Follow her around kind of like the 24 hour hormonal cycle of men versus 28 to 30 day hormonal cycle of women. And anyway, I find her work really fascinating. And I was already really drawn to cycle syncing before all those terms. And now it's like so cool to get it. Like, yes, this is someone who's researched the shit out of this. What's up? But anyway, so the pain point for me was historically, I get really bad cramps and I'm like faking it, you know, like on day one and two of my cycle. Yeah, I can get shit done. My stomach hurts because I've taken so much ibuprofen and I'm just like trying to get through the day. And that was just how I grew up. I was a dancer and figure skater and just very active. And it was like, how can you pretend you're not bleeding? And how can you just like get through the thing you have to do? And it wasn't until like my twenties that I started to just wake up to all of that, you know, and, and also just, you know, this is tangential, but I really wanted to look at healing my cramps and back to look, looking at my body as a messenger and say, how can I heal these instead of just hide them and drug them? And so that was like a whole journey for me. I have blog posts, we can link you up. But that was a huge self boss moment for me and ownership for me was, dude, I make my own schedule, I'm going to block off the first day that I bleed, and I'm not going to meet with clients. And I have a lot of privilege, I recognize that, you know, that I'm able to not do that. However, if there's a day I really need to get stuff done, I can still work. I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna record a podcast that day. And that's actually why when, when I rescheduled, instead of meeting with you last week, I was like, Oh, I'm gonna be bleeding. I'll, re I'll meet this week. So I, I won't be like in pain or whatever. And you know, what's crazy, Sarah, as soon as I start honoring my cycle and not expecting the same amount of output when I was bleeding, my cramps got better. Oh my God. I mean, it was like, incredible. I just got chill. I love that. So I love the Monday magic method. I love the cycle syncing. And the reason I, again, that I'm on this monologue is even if you are in a corporate setting where you can't take the day off, which I dare you to ask because a lot of woke business owners are going to let you, especially if you're like, can I work from home with a heating pad? Like probably you can. I want to normalize that conversation. But I think at the very least, let's say you can't get the day off. Let's say you can't change your to-dos or deadlines, just having that grace and kindness towards yourself. You know, and my example is, is my bleed. For some of us, it's different things. It may be the moon. It may be your hormonal cycle. It could be a divorce you're going through. But just like being kind about where you are and recognizing we are humans, not robots. And it is unrealistic to operate at 120% every single day. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, that is the episode quote. 
It's so yes. And, uh, there's so many things there. I love that just honoring your cycle helps the cramps go away. That's insane. Like that to me is like the power of just respecting your body. Like talk about being in your feminine. <laughs> and I also love the way that you're talking about like even if you can't ask for the day off now, having that kind of bigger goal in line in the future, like maybe in five years that'll be your reality. Or like just knowing that just being gentle with yourself on that day or that week is like so huge. It's so huge. Seriously. Like when I started realizing, oh, so when I'm bleeding, I'm in physical pain, but I'm usually pretty happy. I'm just like low energy and in physical pain where it's like, I'd rather be laying with a heating pad, you know, and I, and again, I've done a lot to heal that pain, but the, the two or three days before I bleed, it's like most of us, when we're in our luteal phase, we're more judging. We are just more detail oriented. We're more nitpicky, right? And a lot of the things that we think of as limitations or, or like negative traits, like as soon as we identify them and notice the rhythm, you can harness that shit. You can be like, okay, I'm nitpicky. That's a great day to edit my manuscript, that's a great day to do my bookkeeping. That's a great day to do my invoicing because I'm going to catch all the errors. Like, so again, that's not a good day for me to do a really beautiful creative project that takes a lot of confidence and self-assurance because I'm going to be very doubting and very judgy. That's not a great day to film a podcast, but that's a great day to like go in and like edit my shit for my new launch or whatever, you know? So that's been really fun is like nerding out with that and supporting my clients around that too, because I think that's a place that you can have a lot of autonomy and agency over just even what you expect of yourself, regardless of what like the, your business container is, you know? Tell us about the other phases. So for me, <laughs> so I took my I, hormonal IUD out a year and a half ago when I was getting into wellness. It was like, everyone's talking about getting their periods. I need to join this club. I'm so glad I did. When I ovulate, it is like I'm walking on water. Like I don't even know a better way to describe it. It is like the most magical two to three days of my life. Like everything that I want comes to me. I'm a magnet. Like it's insane. <laughs> so tell us about like the other phases and and the what to be kind of mindful during this time. Totally. Well, let's start with ovulation. Ovulation generally. And I do see variants. Like I have one client that gets tense when she ovulates, which is interesting. I do generalize because this is a method I have to be a little general, but you know, we all have kind of different um, expressions of it. But in general, when we're ovulating, our centers of communication are very elevated, right? So we just like can find the words more easily. We're like kind of glowy and flirty, you know, we're social. We're like, let's go. It's a great time to like negotiate your salary if you have a job. It's a great day to do some sales pitches if you're working for yourself. So like, yes, yes, you basically do walk on water. Uh, it's just a very ambitious time. And what's one thing that else that I've learned in my own life is ovulatory Abby can be really shitty to menstrual Abby and she doesn't even know it because she's like, oh my God. Like bef before I was cycle singing, I was like, oh my God, I'm ovulating. Yeah. In two weeks, I'll do 10 things in one day. Let's go. I'm going to do all this. This is great. And you like say yes to everything and schedule everything because you're ovulatory and that feels good. And then you get to the menstrual or luteal or menstrual phase and you're like, wait, what am I doing? What did I agree to? So I think that's also a really fun thing if you are someone who has, you know, this regular sex, this, you know, obviously you can't do this if you're on birth control because that's kind of being overridden by synthetic hormones. So, um, but for someone who's not on the pill or something, 
it's so fun. It's so exciting to like start to see these rhythms in yourself. So once we come out of ovulation, right, then we're going to move into luteal. And this is again, what I said, this is, you know, beginning luteals is similar to ovulatory. It's kind of the end of luteal where we start to get really into this detail, right? So this is that editing, judging mind. We also sometimes like can focus really well, you know, it's like we kind of can, can go deep on things. So again, budgeting, bookkeeping, editing anything, right? L looking for the typos, such a great skill at that time, just very detailed work. And then from luteal, we bleed. So menstruation often is when we're in this creative space. If anybody's heard of the red tent, like it's a time in which we tend to have a little bit more of an existential awareness. So sometimes if we're not feeling great, the questions are like, what am I doing with my life? You know, it can feel kind of like that, like, who am I even? But also like such a beautiful time. It can be like, no, who am I? <laughs> it can be also a very beautiful, inquisitive time for people with intuitive gifts. It can be a time where you're really getting downloads. You're really getting clarity. Honestly, it's like, what makes me happy too is a question. And sometimes we're feeling that because we don't feel happy. But I think of it as like this truth telling serum. Like a lot of the time when we're bleeding, there's like a direct channel. Like, I don't understand it. I don't have words for it, but it's like the veil is lifted. Like I'm personally very hypersensitive to all things. I definitely feel like the muse is there, like that creative energy. So, um, and again, we all have different expressions of that, but the menstrual time is a great time to vision. It's a great time to be like, what do I want to do this year? What do I want to call in? What do I want to manifest? What is showing up for me? So that's kind of the, the menstrual energy. And again, for those of us with pain, you know, like also it is literally a physical release. So sometimes there's a few days of just kind of like literally the magna doodle eraser, like cleaning things out before we get that creative download. So I kind of think of like part one and part two of the menstru menstrual time. So then we bleed and then we come out of that and it's follicular. So that's when we're rebuilding, right? So that's, I mean, my background's in nutrition. So I'm like, that's the time to nourish. That's the time where you need all that juicy nutrition to rebuild. You can lose up to 40% of your iron stores per bleed. So it's like, that's when we need that nutrition. This is just like a time, like literally of rebuilding. So after we've had this visionary energy in our lead, then it's a time to be like, okay, cool. How do I start to implement this from a vision to an action, from a dream to a goal? Follicular is also just like a good time to start a new project. We just are kind of, you know, it's new. It's this kind of new energy. It's kind of like a new moon energy or something. Yeah. Did that answer? Was that, that was, was great? That oh, I love that. I loved that. That's great. I love the menstruation time as being like a direct channel to source or universe, whatever you want to call it. And I encourage everyone listening to like play around with theirs because it might not match up. Like you said about this woman ovulating that gets sensitive or whatever the word was. Like I, I feel like not everyone's cycle is the same. So getting curious and like journaling every, every day and tracking is like an, a cool way to to track that. Because I remember reading Elise, Elisa Vitti's book and being like, <gasps> I, my intuition is really on when I'm menstruating. And then I'm like literally sitting around being like, what the, where, where are all my pangs from God? Like I'm ready. <laughs> and then we're totally. <laughs> So get curious. That's so cool. And sometimes it's like chicken or the egg. And there's, again, there's like a whole experience of if there is hormonal dysregulation or nutritional deficiencies or things like this, sometimes these four phases can be sort of like, characterized or exaggerated or 
symptomatic of something that needs some TLC, right? Like, it's not like that just has to be you forever, right? Like it could be like, you need more folate (laughs) and then like, you're going to have a little more energy or whatever, right? So there is, I mean, like, again, kind of tapping into my nutrition background, there's so much we could talk about there. But I think in general, once we're like, kind of in a groove where we're, you know, we're eating great yummy foods and our body's getting what it needs, then we can start to kind of see what are those, yeah, like, what are those rhythms? And I think also, so yeah, maybe you're like, maybe every time you bleed, you're not like, I have the next idea from, I have an idea for my next novel. Like maybe that's (laughs) not it, but you can set yourself up for success by, if you are someone who's going to do like a quarterly goal setting exercise, for example, to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do that at the end of my bleed because I'm more likely to have my creative centers activated. It doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to have win a Nobel peace prize for my next idea in that moment, but like I'm probably more likely to come up with something juicy then than like a week before I bleed, you know? And it's funny too, speaking speaking of like the different phases, like when I'm in my ovulation phase, I'm like, this is the time for creativity because everyone is just loving me. And then I'm like, and then I get stuck in that energy. So it's really, it's just so fun playing with them. And I love that you have created a way, a method to like literally check in and make it part of my like daily or weekly like routine to actually check in. Like as soon as I did the Monday morning magic or the, yeah, the Monday morning magic method, I just added morning and I liked it. (laughs) The Monday magic method. More alliteration. (laughs) Because I do it in the morning. I feel like all of a sudden I was like, oh, I get it now. Like I've read Elisa Vitti's book. Like I know these things about the moon phases, but I've just never like put them all together. And so I was like, oh, I'm about to, you know, I'm doing a speaking engagement right now in Carmel. And it's like, I'm in my luteal phase and I need to like, you know, watch out for my real like (laughs) judgy Sarah coming out. (laughs) So it's cool. Totally. Yes. And that's so great too, because sometimes things are scheduled in the not ideal time because that's real life. Okay. Like, and, and I love that you just said that because it's a good awareness. It doesn't mean you can't give a ball or speech when you're about to bleed. It just means if you're about to speak and you're like, oh, is this stupid? Does anybody like it? Just to like, take another deep breath and remember, okay, there's probably a little bit of like some energetic intensity for me around this that is not real. Like, and I don't mean that what you're feeling isn't real. I mean, like what the story you're telling yourself isn't real of, you know what I, do you get what I'm saying? hundred percent, a hundred percent. I'm like playing this, the idea that like, if we're all projecting, I have this new thing, this new theory that I'm loving is that like I'm going to give the same speech no matter what and it's just my inner critic that's judging me. <laughs> it's the ex- – Oh, right. And right. It's- like no one's going to notice any difference. No. And like the reception to the speech is going to be the exact same but depending on where my brain is at, I'm either going to be receptive to them loving it or I'm going to be receptive to them not liking it. You know what I mean? Like it's all inside my brain and no matter what, it's going to be the same. So somehow that makes me feel like a little better. <laughs> about what's right, going on. Like you can't mess up. It's already, yeah, it's already written in the stars. Exactly. And it's just my own like projection perspective that's that's changing. Our brains are so powerful. Yeah, that's really interesting. It's crazy. Okay. So I feel like this is a good time to talk about cycles of the moon if you feel like it. We don't have to, but I feel like it ties in nicely to the bleed. Right. And this is a fun thing for anyone who doesn't have a cycle, you know, whether they're on the pill or they're just not bleeding 
you know, I use this when I was pregnant because I wasn't bleeding. So it's like also kind of a fun, a fun other thing to track. Some people also like to track the seasons too, which is fun. And so there's many, 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 many season cycles of the moon and phases of the moon. I just kind of track four just because we're looking at the four week model. So for true moonies out there, they're probably like, uh, there's way more than four, Abby. <laughs> so just like heads up, don't at me. Um, but so it's basically like new moon for first quarter moon, full moon, last quarter moon. And, and you'll hear like this is kind of similar. Like the new moon is new, right? Like this is the time literally when farmers plant seeds, right? So like this is the time when we start a new project this is a great time for visioning, great time for intention and goal setting. So that's kind of like new moon energy. It's also like a fun time just to like make wishes, <laughs> talk about what you want to call it. I'm always very superstitious on new moon about like what I speak. I'm like, if everything is a wish, let me really like be mindful about what I'm calling in this month. I love that. Yeah. Be thoughtful. The universe is listening. The new moon's listening. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Ianla Van Sant. Do you know who that mm -hmm. is? Okay. She's amazing. She's like BFS with Oprah. She's a, I don't even know how she identifies. I would identify her as an author and public speaker. I don't know what all she identifies. I mean, she's definitely a healer. She has an incredible story of overcoming immeasurable trauma. Please check her out. She's written a hundred books. So incredible. But she was saying like, she's like, God hears everything you say. And she said, God hears everything you think. If you look in the mirror and you think I'm ugly, God says, yeah, you are. <laughs> So she's so cheeky she's so funny she's so funny and I one of my dear friends Miriam when we lived together we were like obsessed with Yon Levansant and we would have a god shield so if you ever wanted to say anything negative you would like cover your head and be like I don't want god to hear you be like oh my god my boss is an asshole or like whatever you need to say so we would like block it it was just unspoke our god shield anyway so you know that. you can use that you can use that as so good so, okay, so we have new moon, first quarter moon, which is, you know, it's like new moon, we've, we've planted the seeds, right? The first quarter is like, okay, now we need to like water them, right? We're like taking action. This is like the nurturing, the focusing on the goals, the moving of the needle. And then after that, full moon. And this is, again, if we're talking farmers, this is when you would harvest, right? So this is like harvesting your efforts. This is sort of like, literally, I'm thinking my husband's a gardener. This is like, okay, I was going to harvest the zucchini, but it's been eaten by zucchini boars. So I'm actually going to rip out the plant and probably not plant it again. And, but this plant is doing really well. Like it's a time to kind of assess also. And in our biz also like being agile and saying, okay, this actually isn't working. The seed that I planted, this product or service that I launched isn't working for a myriad of reasons. I'm, I'm actually going to pull it, you know? So I think some of that kind of back to intuition, full moon is also a great time because it is a release. Um, it's a great time to just like get real about shit. You know, it's a great time to pivot. It's a very hot word, but yeah, definitely a release. And then, so we have full moon and then last quarter moon. So I like to think of this as like the time for gratitude and again, kind of echoing the full moon, like letting go of anything that feels stale, right? Because we're kind of wrapping up right before we start again with new moon. So again, I love the lunar calendar if you don't bleed because it is very similar energy, you know? So it can be kind of a fun mirror. And I love when I'm in sync, when I'm like bleeding and it's a full moon, I'm like, yes, double release, let's go. <laughs> like, it feels very good. Magic new um, moon. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, all of that. So, 
yeah, you know, and it's fun. And then there's like eclipses and equinox and all the magical things. So definitely not an expert, but a student and love learning about all of it. And I think, you know, whatever you believe in and whatever your physiology is, you know, I I love to have a little bit more ritual in our rhythms of self-bossing. And one of my dear friends, her husband's an incredible 10-year cancer survivor of three different types of cancer. And we were talking about productivity. And she said, you know, the only thing in nature that grows more and more and more and more every single day, never stops bigger, bigger, bigger is cancer cells. Everything else in nature has a cyclical wave. There is a time for rest, right? Like I'm looking out my window and my, my fig tree is fruiting, right? And it's so exciting. Like June and July, we're like more figs than you can even get your hands on. And then the entire rest of the year, there's zero fruit, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not pissed at my fig tree in <laughs> December because there's no fruit. I'm just like, you're a fig tree. You're going to fruit in June or July. That's what fig trees do. And I think that in this world of, oh my goodness, like online business and productivity hacks and everybody has 800 apps and softwares and all these things. It's like, it can just be so easy to expect ourselves to fruit year round. And back to the very first question you asked me on our call today is how can we plug in rest? How can we plug in doing less? And if you are someone who is in a more hyper-masculine space and, or that's a culture or community in which you've been raised and, or feel safe or worthy, if you have to trick yourself at the beginning and say, a nap is a productive you know, rest is a productive act. Like if you have to say that to start that wheel in motion, like I really support you in doing it. And, you know, like another metaphor I love is like bodybuilders. I have a friend who used to compete and he was saying that you don't build muscle at the gym. You like break it down. You're like creating micro tears in the muscle fibers. You are quote unquote, well, this is extreme, but like damaging the muscle, right? Like you're breaking it down. It is when you go home and you have a protein shake and you have a nice warm shower and a nap that the body starts to rebuild, right? And with those messages, the body actually builds, ideally, you know, lays down more muscle fibers. You're even stronger. Talk about integration. Right? I was like, literally rest is where we grow. And any athlete, any athlete knows that if you just lift weights all day, you're going to atrophy. You're going to, you are going to, first of all, get totally injured. And you're going to atrophy. And it's like, you know, rest is so integral to our growth. And whether you're talking muscles or whether you're talking your biz. And I think that it's just so amazing. It's It can be so hard to do. Do you feel that way? Like, are you in that world? 100%. It's so hard to do. It's so hard to do. I used, like, in, my fir- in the first part of my wellness journey, personal growth journey, I, like, was doing a course, a module something every single night. And I was like addicted to doing the work. I was also like getting sober and quitting smoking. So I like need, I needed something to grab onto. I was like taking my addiction and literally putting it somewhere else, a healthy place, but in an unhealthy way, like I couldn't stop. And then it became like completely involved in my transactional self-worth. Like if I am more unblocked, if I am more like aligned, then I'm a better person. And it was just like, I have to unplug from this addiction of like learning more and more and more and more about personal growth because I just needed to realize that like I am inherently worthy as I am today in this very moment. God, you listening? (laughs) 
<laughs> God's shield is not up. Did you hear that? Let it rain. <laughs> yeah. So I feel I like it's it. kind Even of like, We're worthy. And also like back to this term enoughness. I just keep playing with this word. And I identify as very ambitious. I love what I do. So it's hard to turn it off because I'm not like, ah, punch the clock. Thank God I'm done. It's like, no, when I'm off work, I like have ideas when I'm nursing my daughter. I want to do so many things with my life and biz. I'm an Enneagram three. Sue me. I, I am a doer. Like it's very much my state. Again, these, these systems and rituals were, and methods were born out of my pain, right? They were born out of my journey. And so the rest thing is huge. I, I weave that into my schedule. I take two months off a year. And something I recognized, and I'll just share this if it feels helpful for anyone, is it's kind of like if people are trying to quit sugar. Some people are, are um, Gretchen Rubin calls it like you're either an abstainer or a moderator. If you're quitting sugar, some people need to be like, I don't need sugar. I don't need it. Sugar is dead to me. It's a hard no. Don't even get it in my space. And some people are like, that would make them binge. And they actually just need to be like, yeah, I eat sugar. Just like, I don't eat very much. Like I, you know, maybe there's a rule, like I can have it once a day or on the weekends, but like, I just go, I'm sugar light, right? That's a moderator. And I recognize with my work in a lot of ways in my life, I'm very much a moderator. I'm like, yeah, a little bit of everything. But with work, I was like, oh my God, I'm an abstainer. Like I am balls to the wall or I am off duty. And it's actually very hard for me to moderate my work in that way. And so these boundaries I created was before my daughter was born, I was like, I'm going to work four days a week. So I'm going to work at least a nine hour day. I'm all in. That's who I am. That's, that's like just following the muse, following the, the rhythm. And, and then I have three days just off. Like it is illegal for me to sign into my email. I am offline. You can't touch me. And getting that, like honoring that for me was everything. It was so huge, you know? And then again, I have clients that are creatives or I have a client who's a realtor who's like, absolutely, absolutely has to moderate. She, she, there's no way she could, could have that black and white because it is so flowy. Right. So also it's kind of fun to think about depending on your work, is your business model very masculine or feminine? So I would actually consider a realtor is actually a very feminine business model because you're in a state of, of being you're all you do is respond. I mean, that's probably insulting to a realtor. There's lots of prep, but like you're responding to your clients. Like obviously real estate is insane right now. It's like very fire putty outy. You know, there's no like, Oh, let me schedule that for money. It's like, no, no, no we got to look at this now. So again, I, I guess I share that because depending on your business model, rest is going to look different for you. You're going to have to weave it in in different ways. So again, in kind of zooming out with my business model, I take two months off a year because I go all in super hard, love it amazing for 10 months. And I have two months where I'm like, can't touch me. Like I'm not allowed to do anything. So that's been huge for me too. in like creating that boundary. I love that. I love, I love creating that boundary. And I also love that this realtor lady is like, knows what she needs to do. And it, yeah. she probably is able to moderate in a way that works for her. Totally. And in some ways it's interesting, this friend and client doesn't have to have quite the same ritual because, because she's not on in the same way like her days are longer, but like probably works less. She could meet a friend for coffee, but she might get interrupted by a client that needs her. Right, 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 right. Yes. You don't know, but she's not like, oh, I have a nine, a 10 and 11. Like, I don't know. It's she's like, I've got a morning and I've got an afternoon. And 
right. I'm gonna have an open right. house and maybe no one will come. We don't know. Wild. Right. right. Wild. Totally. That's cool. I love the idea of a um intuitive or wellpreneur realtor. Like I wanna hire her. <laughs> oh, she's so woke. If anybody needs an amazing realtor, she's has connections to Austin, LA. I think she can help you out in other states too. But yeah, she's amazing. Oh, that is so she's dope. Like tattooed vegan yogi. Yes. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> we'll, we'll link her below. I'm excited. Um, okay. So this is like the best conversation. I'm having so much fun. And also I don't want it to end, yes. but we have so many more things to talk about. So let's talk about intuition. And I would love to talk about intuition in the workplace. And really I'm thinking of more people that are in more of a corporate setting. Like why is it so important to pay attention to intuition and how, like, how can people honor it a little bit more than maybe they are right now? Wow. Because I feel like if you own a business, you're probably more in touch with your, in your intuition every day because you're allowed to be. Like, <laughs> yeah. my intuition is Your business wild. was probably born out of that. Literally, yes. Like, like, you're literally, either you see a problem, you see, a, you know, like a white space in a market or you have a product or service that needs to be birthed. Or it's your muse and you're like, I just have to. I don't know. I'm a channel for this. It's coming through me. I have to do it, right? Whatever it is. But yeah, I think intuition is a huge part of the entrepreneurial journey, even if it's not a conscious thing. You know, when we're in a job, I think intuition is, is like you're saying, even more important because it's we're not necessarily in a culture in which that is being like nurtured. And, and I think, again, that can look like advocating for yourself, but it's like we first have to get the message before we can like speak it, you know? You know, that's a really interesting question. I think that our intuition responds to our relationship with it. If you have a ritual or habit of listening to your intuition, so this could look like something like meditation. It could look like going on hikes. It could, you know, essentially quieting the noise so that you're you're listening to yourself, your body, whatever, you know, so many people receive messages in different ways. Um, I'm very somatic. My body is very much my messenger. So that's like, kind of the default of where I go. And I think that when we get busy or whatever, we're like in a season of life where we don't always have those rituals. We like don't hear the message as a whisper. So it has to scream at us. You know, I personally have like an autoimmune journey. So there's definitely like a way that my body was like, I'm going to scream bloody murder because I've been whispering for a long ass time and you're not listening, you know? And so I think in a workspace, where we are not self-bossing, it can be so important because like we're in a culture where we're being told what to do. That's what a job is, you know? And some of us have a lot more autonomy, but like ultimately, you know, someone's calling the shots. And so I think how can we self-advocate and, and even, you know, kind of like what I was saying with your cycle, like how can you at least have some way in which you're, you have that touch point, you know? And at the very least, like maybe it's just that you like, get to work and you sit in your car and you're like, I'm going to take three deep breaths and just like check in before I, before I go into this space or like setting an intention for your day. I also think the biofeedback of when things aren't working, trusting it, you know, I think that's everything, you know, like I think so many times just, I'll even speak personally that something hasn't quite felt right. I don't really know why. And I'm like, Oh, it's so good on paper or like this thing feels safe on paper, but I'm, I'm just being hypersensitive. Like, I think we dismiss it. And I think it's a really brave act to act on that whisper before it is screaming at us. It's so easy to quit a job with a boss who's a total butthole. You're like, 
this person is a bad person. Bye. Like that's not hard. And everybody's affirming it. Everyone's like, yeah, that person's an a-hole. Get out of there. It's when it's like, ugh, man, I've just been having chronic headaches and like, I didn't get that pay raise. And I just feel like whatever these, these two people just kind of talk over me all the time. Like it's like when it's kind of that world, I think it's a little bit more nebulous and amorphous because it's not like this huge thing. It's easier to act on that. And I personally think that those of us that have been conditioned as female have a harder time acting on our intuition when it's not a scream because we're like, Oh, well they were just, they didn't mean to be rude to me or like, Oh, I mean, I didn't get the raise, but I'll probably get it next year instead of like, no, that's enough. You know, I keep coming back to this word enoughness, like being uncomfortable and, and having, you know, these repeat lessons that are just like, no, like that is enough to act on it. And, you know, obviously I'm like, everybody run your own job, run your own biz, do your own thing. And there's also really great companies to work for. So even if you don't want to start your own thing, like, trust your gut. If you need to jump ship, there are great jobs out there and there are people who will treat you better. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love that. My three year earlier version of Sarah is so happy to hear this. <laughs> so thank you. Time travel. Yes, no problem. You. Appreciate that. <laughs> this is so good. Oh, this, Abby, this has been like the best conversation. Thank you so much for being here. Is there anything else that you want to share with us? Any Anything else for the wellpreneurs or people working in a corporate office listening? I guess just like, yeah, trust the whisper. Often the thing that makes you the successful is the thing that makes you feel like a freak. (laughs) Like, you know, the thing we're embarrassed about or the thing we get made fun of or the thing that we, whatever. It's like, that's often the thing that people love you for. And I know that everybody's like, just be yourself. But I, I just like dare you to trust that who you are is enough. We got two dares today. Take the day off for your period. (laughs) Yeah. And be yourself. Oh my God. Yes. DM me on Instagram if you do that. I want to know like how your convo with your boss went. Please, oh, please, please. Yes. I love it. I love the word. How many times we said the word bleed today? Like I'm just loving everything about this. Um, okay. Yeah. So we have an amazing giveaway or amazing gift for people. What, how can people find the Monday Magic Method? What do we have for them? Tell us everything. Yes. Love it. So we'll link up my website. Everybody's going to get a giant ass discount on the Monday Magic Method. Also obviously hit me up if I can support in any way, whether that's birthing a biz or nurturing an existing biz. My work very much is as a holistic business coach, helping, helping babes in that world. And I, my mastermind circle. So we'll, this will be launched when this goes live is going to be open for enrollment. So if anyone listening wants to join in a community of just like woke high vibe, join our hive. It's a really, really, really fun nine week kind of small biz incubator. And it's one part group coaching, one part mastermind. I love doing it. It is so fun. I have babes from all around the world. And it's very much this continuation of this conversation of how do we bridge the masculine and feminine and just like go big. And however that resonates for us in our biz. So cool. That's amazing. Okay. So what is your Instagram? How can people find you? Yes. So Instagram is Abby Miller Holistic. Abby is spelled A-B-B-I. So we'll link it. We will definitely link that below. And what's your website? AbbyMiller.com is my website. Again, A-B-B-I. I love it. If you are interested in downloading the Monday Magic Method, hit the link below and you will get 30% off the Monday Magic Method, which I highly recommend. It's so intuitive. You get to bring in all different aspects into your life so that you are being the most productive version of you. I'm so excited for everyone. Love yes. it. Thank you so much. Abby, 
Thank you so much for being here. This has been amazing. So fun. Thank you so much, Sarah. I love your pod. I love your energy. I'm so grateful to connect with you in this way. That's it for today's show. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed. If you have a moment and you're in the Apple Podcast app, please rate and review the show. I could really use all the ratings I can get. And share this episode with a friend that may benefit from it. You never know. And of course, hit subscribe to keep up with new weekly episodes. Until next week, visit sarahcohan.com, that's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com to find other podcast episodes. And you can find Lit AF on Instagram at It's Me, Sarah Cohan, and you can also find me on Clubhouse. Thank you again for listening. Please stay lit, Lit AF, and I hope to see you back here next week.